Welcome, this is the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. This is an Ivy Pod production. You can find us at www.ivypod.com. Ivy Podcast on Twitter. Ivy Pod on Facebook. And Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast on Google+. Oh, and there's always email. Mail at ivypod.com. Let's go. are here hello clayton hello john hello people and our rare thursday night recording yes this is very unusual for us i'm totally thrown off right this is this might cause a weird delay if anybody listens to this when it comes out i don't know because i don't actually know when this is going to come out probably our normal time next week so there's going to be a bit of a delay but to the listeners they have no idea that's going to happen so right just pretend like we didn't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could drop on a Wednesday. So if anything big happens in the Illinois Valley and we missed it, this is why. Right, exactly. Yeah, it'll be it'll be difficult, but I think we'll be able to get it out next week. We, got, we do have a busy weekend coming right. up. Oh, yeah, so I might as well bring that up. I mean, the only reason I'm off is I am getting married on Saturday, so... I, yeah, thanks, John. I took off uh, the last couple of days, taking a bit of a vacation from work, which is sweet. Uh, I got to stay home, watch the NFL draft tonight, and uh, I didn't really watch the Bulls because it didn't matter really. But yeah, the the Bears took a, a nice player, I hope, out of Boise State, uh, and yeah, that was a really nice night. Now we're doing a podcast. Doesn't get any better than that. And so I still since have- you brought up the uh, the wedding. This Saturday, yes. Which there's a lot of uh, anticipation for this wedding, by the way. I know amongst the group, yes, uh, of, of our friends that are going to be there. So uh, look out! I expect a uh, an exciting time, and I'm going to have the cameras rolling. I know John. John was texting me at nine o'clock this morning, wanting to set. He's like, "I'm going to be running two cameras." I was like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> I'm still in bed. I was like, "Go ahead, man. Whatever you got to do." Yeah, while I'm working or supposed to be working, I'm planning. Oh, what kind of a shot? What could I do that would be cool? And I'm thinking about that. Yeah. So, but yeah. That's, oh, and I'm supposed to ask you from my wife. Amanda wants to know, you know, if you've got any special things planned for after the wedding she wants to know if you bought you know special underwear or something like that (laughs) (laughs) sorry Uh, i had to ask no that's okay i got a nice pair of underwear this christmas i already have them marked for saturday i hope they come off later in the (laughs) evening i don't know we'll see how it works out but other than that no i don't really have any specific plans Maybe some romantic music. Maybe we'll split a, a glass of champagne. I don't know. Sounds nice. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, good luck. <laughs> Thanks, John. It's going to be an exciting, fast day. I can tell you, it was a for me. Right. The wedding day was, you know, I know guys oftentimes dread. I mean, you know, they always say it's it's the girls' day, but I had a pretty darn good time on my wedding day. Right. So. Oh, you <laughs> seem like you did, and you've been married for. 
Seven years. I was going to say, oh my. I almost said five, but I was like, nope, it's been longer than that. Yeah, putting me <laughs> What the, the hell spot. happened with me? What did it take me? What took me so long? <laughs> Stephanie probably wants to know the answer to that. Oh, um, maybe I'll have to take that offline. What's well, that? Oh, we might have to take that conversation offline. Oh, right, right. No, I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> Right, right. Well, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but yeah, congratulations. You you're you're you got married in the spring too, right? It was in March or something? Almost. It was the end of February, so right on the I was close. At the end of uh, I'm the guy that can't remember anything like that, so unless yeah, I have thank you, I'm impressed. Pin it too. Feel so. Good. so uh yeah, well congrats to you, Clayton. Thanks, it's gonna John. be exciting. Yeah. We the uh we well, me and anybody listening, we're rooting for you. Right. We got to put something wait. on your shoes. Uh, maybe, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know if I have to kneel down, so. Okay. I don't think it, it's not a Catholic wedding, so I'm not sure there's any kneeling. Okay. Well, we'll have fun. <laughs> it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. So, anyway. Hey, uh, well, let's change gears here a little bit. We had something exciting when we were actually. Um, one of the guys that you've sh- had shout outs or, you know, reached out to in the podcast world, kind of on a similar level as us, um, we got a mention on their show and you want to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there is a website, same three guys.com. It's the, uh, same three guys, you know, like their network, they have three shows. It's three guys who do these shows. They're actually brothers, John, Mike, and Tom. They're all techie nerd kind of guys, which are, you know, that's good with us because we're pretty nerdy ourselves. Their shows focus, well, they have one that's a sports show, Game Time Cleveland. They have an IT pro show that's uh, more the computer software type stuff, I believe. I haven't actually listened to that one, so I really shouldn't say. But then they have Words from Nerds, which is the one that I usually tune into, which is a, uh, uh, it's just a good podcast uh techie stuff lots of different techie stuff products just anything technology related so that's why i like that stuff so that's what i got started listening to them for that and shot them an email just saying that i enjoyed the show and you know i was commenting on some of their on their shows on their site and yeah at the beginning of their latest show episode 156 they got us a really nice shout out to us so we are shouting right back to you guys and that's words from nerds, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. That. See, I got fooled. John sent me a text message, and it was words. He said, hey, we got a shout-out, and he was excited. And I was like, oh, I got to check that out. So when I got to the computer, went on to iTunes, actually, and you can you can listen to them on Stitcher as well, just like us. I just went to words with nerds, and, you know, like the words with friends. I don't know. That, that was the reference I got, and I listened. I suffered through a good... I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes of this horrible podcast. It was <laughs> horrible. Uh, a little something like ours, episode one that we never actually released. Yeah. If anybody ever wondered why we are off on our actual episodes, uh, we did one that was so bad that we couldn't bear to actually put it out to the public because <laughs> yeah. the audio quality was so terrible. And that's what this was. And and they didn't talk about anything relevant. Not that, we, I don't know, we do what we can, but... <laughs> it was awful, and I, I finally I looked back at the message, and I was like, "Oh, okay, totally got the wrong one." So don't make that mistake. <laughs> yeah, and it, you know, you start typing in Google searches words nerds, you get a lot of different stuff comes up. There are a lot of podcasts out there with those n- names 
right you know those words in their name so you can mix it up so you definitely want to look for the one that comes from same three guys.com right uh, well and they they in in the episode that that we they mentioned they started talking about how you you had said in your message that we're still trying to kind of get together a, a regular uh, format or kind of just working on the show itself, which I think is probably something that'll never stop. But they said, kind of laughed because they said, "Well, they're thirty three episodes in. It seems like they're kind of past that initial threshold." I think that that earned us a a, a little bit of respect with them. Uh, yeah, that was we, cool. We really consider ourselves novices. They they were like, well, they, obviously these guys aren't just going to quit after three episodes. And they they actually must have in a previous episode. And you can tell me if you if you listen to it. But they said a lot of people don't really ever get past their third episode. And then or the it, seventh. They said or, the seven is the unlucky number. Okay. Yeah, they yeah. said for some reason shows just statistically if they're going to blow or go down, uh, it's after like their seventh episode. Right, I think a lot of people that do podcasts probably have unrealistic expectations too. That's you know part I mean? of the thing, yeah. It's I, like, I think it's like so. they, because they put something on the internet that they put a little effort into, they think they're going to be famous or something, and that's not how this works. I mean, there's probably even famous people that have done podcasts that have failed, sure, and they've gone in with the fame already. You know, so I got a kick out of that. They, I actually, on that note, not to to go too far off topic here there's some guys that i work with that are they've been talking about now they're going to do a podcast and i just keep waiting to see if they can actually put it together well we'll be we'll be glad to plug their show if they do yeah okay. i i'll be curious i'm sure it'll be pretty raunchy but we'll, we'll see <laughs> um but yeah I, I, that's my point too is i i'm i'm seeing some of that and we'll see if they they can actually pull it off but like because it seems like they could they could actually do pretty funny guys you know like they might be able to come up with some concept or something that'll work for it but i'll be curious to know if that if that loses steam or momentum because i think that's real easy to let happen yeah yeah well well so, hey uh, i'll root for them if they need any suggestions you tell them that i can help them out cause... right and i've already told them like uh, i mean at least some of the basic stuff that i know and one of the guys actually is pretty tech savvy and has some background in Video editing and video editing and, and audio recording, and so, so he's familiar with formats and what to use and um, how to broadcast it and certain things like that. I probably actually went in with more knowledge than you did. So, yeah. uh, considering you're the one that puts everything together, you're the the, uh, the editor, the operation. Yeah, yeah, I just show up basically. <laughs> you ever right. wondered? You're the talent. <laughs> the talent. Yeah. The Thanks, talent. John. No problem. Well, just uh, real quick, uh, once again, thanks to John, Mike, and Tom at Words from Nerds podcast from the Same Three Guys Network. Check it out. They uh, really, if you're like the tech, if you're tech savvy, you should check them out. They are, I warn you, Cleveland fans because they are they're located right around Cleveland, Ohio. So, but it's a clean show. You know, they they keep it clean and friendly and fun and yeah. Well, that's cool though. I I, I dig it. I'll have to. I'll actually. I'm gonna start being a regular downloader. So, all right. And then I'll get to it. I'll. I'll probably listen to it. I'll. I'm in. So, I like what I heard today. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we are uh, cruising right along. We should before we get into some of our major topics here, since we've only got a few minutes before our first break. Just real quick. Uh, I know this isn't on our dock, Clayton, but uh, I'm just gonna fire through a couple things real quick. The Vixens. Uh, by the time anybody hears this, 
the Vixens will have had their first. I'm not sure if this is. This might be their first one of the year. It's uh, Friday, April 27th at 7 o'clock. Skydive Chicago. So, again, if you're listening to this, it already happened. So, I apologize. But we that. pushed it on. We pushed it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. We put our. We, yeah, we put a message out there. So, I, I'm. You know, hopefully they'll be posting pictures and stuff for it. Is it, the, sure. is it the start of their season? I, you know, I'm maybe not that's sure. what it is. It, it kind of. I think it is. There really wasn't a lot of information from them from a really long time. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling this is yeah, it must be their season kickoff or something. Cool. Going up against the DuPage Derby Dames. Mm-hmm. So kick some butt. Vixens. So, okay. So, there's that. Dreamwave's got a thing coming up. And that's coming right up, I think. Uh, five. Five, yeah. Yeah. So May 5th. Okay. Yeah. So, the week and a half, they're going to be having another big show called Retaliation. At the Knights of Columbus in LaSalle again? Knights of Columbus, yeah. That's their yeah. venue. It is, and they are outgrowing that place. I, I never really had a chance to report on that last one. I mean, they've got all the informations on their site, so you don't really have to go into the event what happened. But it was a it was a really fun show to see. Uh, I do recommend it if you are even partially interested in professional wrestling. It's worth seeing it, seeing it if you're you know here in the Illinois Valley because they do put on a good show. There's one match that they had uh, uh, with the, the Ali. Who did he fight? It was the ugh. oh man, I can't think off the top of my head, but it was I was seriously impressed. I mean, they were doing some crazy moves. It was neat. So cool. Uh, that's our Dreamwave plug. Uh, I think that's all the plugs I've got. I think we can move on. All right, are we gonna break or we wanna? Well. What should we do? I don't know. Yeah, let's take a quick break. I don't know how much time we have. Or, yeah. No, this will be a quick one. I'm going to, like, I uh, still don't have local music. I keep bothering some, I keep oh, bothering people for local music. talent. Yeah. So I'm going to keep working on that. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be right back. This will be really quick. Okay. Okay. We are back. Sorry for that short break but uh we needed to get uh refueled yes so where should we go next we have we've been shooting the crapper here for a little bit um what do you want to let's let's hit some serious stuff okay what do you want to do here well like what i don't know what to do the pay to pay to hike again yeah that's a good one do that again so yeah. Last two episodes, I think we've talked about this. We continue to talk about this, and we've taken a pretty firm stance, I'd say, as to what we think. And just to summarize, we think that if you know if the state is going to start charging people to go to the national to the state parks, and the money's going back into the parks, we were pretty much okay with it. Right. But. Now, to make things difficult, um, well, at least, no, in my mind, anyway, it's uh, Star of Rock. They issued like a... Uh, it's not Star of Rock, though, John. See, it's this not? Is, it's the concessionaire. What's the difference? Well, the concessionaire is probably a, a guy that has paid money to be able to sell his products on Star Rock's property. It Do is? You know I, 
I thought that this was posted by the... Oh, now I'm totally thrown off here. Terry Cross, park concessionaire for the past 23 years. Oh. So he's a guy that makes sales. Like, he's he's dependent on sales, and he's afraid that it's going to hurt his sales, so... Oh, wow. Well, I was totally unprepared for this. I, I thought that the, the park right. itself was coming out and saying that they didn't like the idea. No, so that's, was, not the tr- that's not the case. No, I was ready to throw you a curveball, actually. I had thought of that. Son of I a... Purposely, purposely didn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> but yeah, it's a guy who, who sells on the property there. You know, corn dogs and whatnot. Lemon shake-ups. I don't know what they have. Okay. But... So, so he, he's he, he's strongly against this. Yeah, he and this guy, I think he's an a hole. He's it says <laughs> like it says not only will it slash attendance, but it would be economically devastating to communities such as Utica, whose businesses depend on park traffic. Now that's a big statement, and I think most people would probably go, "Oh, five bucks for the day, what a deal!" and then pay the five dollars. Now, does that change your opinion at all that it's that it's a concessionaire? N- it does. I well, okay. I was thinking that the Star of Rock Park itself was coming out and saying that they don't want it, this to happen. And if that was the case, well, I have to back with Star of Rock because right. my my loyalty uh, remains with the park itself. But if it's just some dude, well, then that, right, and, no. he's, and he's been in business there for a long time. And you know what I mean? It would be unfortunate if his business started to slip a little bit. But I mean, what what did we? What did they get? Like six million visitors a year or something at Star of Rock. It's yeah, it was something like that. I mean, uh, remember the exact? I could be way off, but well, no, I don't. I th- I'm thinking it was more like three to four, but even so, and you you posted a a nice article on our doc about this, and I should have saw this coming because this that you were going to hit me with this. I sh- if I would have like thought about this because this article seems to be more pro the state park fees. So right. That's like, um, but I, I just thought this was interesting. Uh, this is coming from. Where is this? This is from the Peoria paper, I think. Yeah, Journal Star. But some of the stats they throw out here are interesting. I mean, I know we've talked about this at length before, so really quick here. I mean, I thought it was interesting that Illinois is among only seven states that do not charge state park admissions. And they are, and the DNR, the Illinois Department of Natural Resources, are $750 million uh, in they have a seven hundred fifty million dollar backlog yeah. in maintenance and repairs due, so uh, they are hurting for money, right? And thank you, Rod Blagojevich, for that. That's oh great. yeah, because not only yeah he he helped cut the state funding for parks during his tenure. I think was cut from twenty three million down to nine million. Yeah, and one of the things that it talked about was in Washington, oops, the state of Washington enacted a five dollar parking fee. And then it dropped attendance to sixty-eight. It dropped attendance by sixty-eight percent the following year. Well, that's probably five dollars every time you visit the park. That's not what they're talking about doing. That you can have five dollars if you're just going to go once, and you know you're not going to go again. Or you could just pay the twenty-five bucks and have your pass, and you can go whenever you want for the year. Right. So, I think they're putting options in there for the people who are regular visitors. It's not like you're going to have to pay every time you go. It's a drop in the bucket. Twenty five bucks is nothing, right? Oh, I agree. I mean, think about what we pay for our data plans on our phones these days, and you can't spend twenty five bucks. Come on, right? I mean, people drop that on Mountain Dew in two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> come on. I do, you know, it was interesting. Uh, you hit it right on the head with one of our previous shows because you were what you thought they should do. Sounds like exactly what they're going to do. They're not going to install gates or booths. 
it's going to be more run the way they do fishing and hunting license. Right. And then assess fines to people who don't have right. it. So. It doesn't make any sense to have to put in a bunch of infrastructure or hire people to monitor and spend money to be able to do this. You just kind of uh, – and, and this is kind of like the uh, – uh, principles that have been shown in like offices where it's like you, people will consciously pay the money because they people inherently want to do the right thing. So if they know that they owe money because they haven't paid their yearly fee, they're going to you know go to the thing or whatever. They're going to get the card or put the money in the thing or do whatever it is they need to do so they don't get in trouble. Um, it's not like everybody's just going to go in there and, and, and no one's ever going to pay. Or it's it's it, People have a tendency to exaggerate or make things out to be worse than they could be. And I know I, when I went to Minnesota, we went to a state park, and we threw the five bucks in the thingy, and no one even had a second thought about it. Right. You know, and that's what I think exactly what it was, and it was for the whole car of people. So. Well, whatever. I feel a lot better about this. I was thinking we were going to go into this, and I was going to be backpedaling because I got to defend the park, but now I feel <laughs> I feel good. I feel good. Right. Right, and and that's one of those things. Like you could probably get away with going there a dozen times without paying or not having a year pass, but the one time you do get hit, <laughs> yeah, here comes the fine. You get a nice ticket from the DNR officer, and that could be expensive. You never know. So once again, Ivy Pod stamps our approval on this topic. Right. Like I said, it. I think I said it the last time. The same people that are complaining about this were waiting in line to get their Mega Millions tickets. So. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not. Quote of the day. Yeah. So whatever. Go, you know, have fun. Go not fly a kite. Lottery. Yeah. <laughs> but that's my opinion. And I think I'm we, with we you. Could stick, we could stick to our guns on Let's this Let's stick John. to our guns. I like, I like that. All right. We stand for something here at Ivy Pod. Right. Well, in... You know, it's it's a pretty interesting case. I mean, it 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 is. People when they say Illinois taxes us enough, okay, I I can't argue with that. I guess, but well, it's it's a tough situation. Everybody's kind of like fed up and distrustful to our mm-hmm. state, uh, how it runs things. But I mean, everybody knows the state of Illinois is in bad shape, so it shouldn't be a surprise when something like this comes up trying to figure out new ways to support itself so right gotta do something yep pay to play and this is one of those things too if you're complaining about it don't go stay home (laughs) and 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 live with the guilt of destroying businesses in utica illinois right (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're ruining it ruining it that's right Right, and this guy's just being a drama queen, or or she, whatever. Just forget it. That's how I feel. I'm with he's, you. He's just worried. I mean, I and I understand the anxiety, but you know, I I don't think it would hurt. That you know, and you go if if you're staying at the lodge or you're staying at um the what's the resort out there now the 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 big Grand one. Bear. You're already paying, you know, you're paying $6 for that, 8 bucks for this, $9 hamburgers. Do you think those people care if they got to drive 5 bucks to go to the park itself to see the to see the actual reason they're there? You know, the actual like the the big show, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? It's like everything else costs money except for the main event. You know, and it's funny. It you know, I drove down to Florida not too long ago. On our, we got went to visit family, and there was 
one of the what was the place? There's there's a stop in Georgia or no Tennessee or one of them where they had like a hiking area. I think it was Strawberry Strawberry Rock or something. I can't uh, house. I don't know. I can't think of the name of it. But you know, I reading the reviews on it and stuff, and you know they were charging like thirty dollars for this hike, and it was like literally thir- it was a thirty minute hike, and most of it was in trees, and in the last maybe hundred feet you entered into like a little canyon and you got to spend a few minutes there and then you had to leave. <laughs> you were escorted out. Yeah. it. I was just reading the reviews. Obviously, I didn't go. I mean, that was good enough for me to not go there. I mean, when you go to our parks here, Star of Rock and how cool they are, uh, it's just, I don't know, people don't realize how cool of a thing we got, I guess. But uh, Oh, and most of the people I think around here don't visit them probably as frequently as they uh, a lot of them probably not as much as they would like to, and a lot of them just don't even know. So that's just my opinion. I don't, you know. Again, I say that all the time. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. So we'll see what happens. It'll it'll be uh, pretty interesting to see if they actually get something through. But well, since we people are all fired up about that, although not as much anymore, people are also fired up about the gun range. Should we transition into that? Yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good transition, John. I, I think. Um, uh, so. Buffalo Rock Shooting Range, which is located just off of the I&M Canal or the towpath between Utica and Ottawa, got shut down on March 15th, I believe. I'll have to look at the story. It's March 15th. And Right. Uh, Actually, before that, it was it was shut down back in 2010, April. Right. But were they allowed to reopen while they went through courts and stuff like that? Well, either way, they got yeah. um, shut down again. and. I don't see. I, I don't know enough about this. I don't. I. I. I feel like I should have maybe done a little more, like looking at maybe or Google Earth or actually going out and That's, seeing it like, snoop would, around a little bit. Yeah. But it, some people allegedly were. I don't. Not allegedly. They. They say they were. I guess I take them at their word. But they were. Uh, had some close calls with some stray bullets on when they were on the towpath apparently, and that was enough for the Illinois Department of Natural Resources to shut them down. And make it so <clears throat> no one can use the towpath between Utica and Ottawa. That's the gist that I get. Is that right, John? Uh, that's my understanding, yeah. Yep. I think so. Yeah, the DNR, it was closed back in 2010, like you said, and then it's now it's closed again. So it, this particular shooting range has been in its place and been open for 41 years. Uh, as far as I know... No one has ever been killed out there or injured. Right. I there's a part of me that think it's it's kind of a bureaucracy thing where the state feels well, if there's a danger we need to investigate it and then it turns into this big long drawn out process where you know, they're just taking a really long time and it's hurting this business that's been there a long time. I guess that um, I what confuses me the most about this story is okay, there's gotta be one location where you can shoot your gun. And probably one area where you're shooting towards. Mm-hmm. I I would think that they would know the list of, you know, acceptable weapons at that gun range. And they should right. know how far you can actually shoot one. Right. I'm well, looking a- at, I mean, I was looking at one here. I was trying to bring up some of the stats on how far a gun can actually shoot for typical guns. I mean, I mean, they could, it's math. I mean, you can figure it out. Right. Well, th- that's true too. But I think 
in this instance, there's a backdrop for everything. So there's there's a bank that they're shooting into. It's not like it's not like they're just letting the the shells that get shot or the bullets or whatever that go until infinity until they hit the ground. Right. I don't until think gravity takes case. over. Every, every time every time they shoot, there's a big there's big banks that they're firing into. So they're not. It's not like they're they're just shooting into open air. I know in a wide open field, and the, the the shells just go until they go until they hit. The, that's not the case. I have I've actually shot out there, and you basically shoot into a pit. So I I, I in this I and I know they have several ranges out there, and then I was there like 15 years ago, so it's been a long time. But I'm pretty sure that and and in in this business's best interest, they're going to be as safe as possible. Uh, you know, because th- they're liable, right? So if you have someone who paid money to shoot at your range, and someone on the other side of your range gets killed, they're liable for it. So don't you think it's in their own best interest to make sure that it's safe? I would think so. And that's kind of my point. It's all mucked up, and it it kind of ticks me off because it's like they're they're messing with people's businesses. They're messing with uh, a recreation area that gets used frequently. And for what is there real risk? And and I, it's almost like a thing where you go out there with some guns and be like, well, let's try to see if we can get some shells to go out of the range. Let's that's see what it. I would be thinking. Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what I would do. Yeah, let's take out like an M4, load up some clips, you know, and put maybe put some sound monitoring equipment or something over here to know if there's if there's shells going at a certain point. And let's shoot a little wonky, see what happens. And if if you can't do it, if if people are following the rules and shooting how they're supposed to, or even maybe bending the rules a little bit, and and there's no no, you know, shells going over where there's could possibly be pedestrians or or recreation type activities going on like bike riders and whatnot, then you don't have a problem. Right. It's just too bad. And then I love if you go to the Buffalo Shooting Range. Uh, their website is buffalo range shooting park.com they're they're uh, turning this into a uh, like an nra thing which is great uh, oh i know right on their site it's like yeah there's nothing more than a this is nothing more than a malicious extension of the liberal anti-gun agenda in springfield <laughs> okay <laughs> and i don't agree with that either but i i actually would have to take their side a little bit so i've been out there it's a scary place a lot of what? people with machine guns. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just remember we were shooting black powder, and I'll share this story. It's it's kind of funny. And, you know, we're shooting, like, literally one shot every, like, five minutes. <laughs> okay. You've shot black powder before. Yeah it's, a, yeah. it's a process. When we were kids, it was, like, one of the first times my dad had taken his new Thompson Center 50 cal. We're shooting round balls, like, straight out the Civil War. And these guys are like, I don't know, like AK-47s or like MPs, whatever's, and like all these machine guns. And we're like walking out or we're going to do something, walking somewhere. And one of the guys is like, hey, man, you want to take a few shots? I'm like to my dad, he's just like, I don't know. I don't know. No. Like, leave me and my kids alone. We just needed a place to shoot today. So it was kind of scary. But the thing is, those guys go out there and they shoot. A thousand rounds, and there's been people doing this for a long, long time. And as far as I know, no one has been hit by a stray bullet ever over 41 years. That's a pretty good safety record. Yeah, and when you actually add up the number of bullets that have actually been shot, 
Right. So, you know. Statistics are pretty darn good. Right, and th- and I imagine that the property has changed. You know, they've they've changed the the shooting lanes or the, where you're shooting, what you're shooting into. You know, I'm sure they have to have regulations where they have to have the certain backdrops, and I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff like that. But you know, you know, if we on. have to if we have to start shutting down everything that has a point zero 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 one percent chance of actually having a fatal uh, you know result, then we're going to be shutting down a lot of things. I think. Mm-hmm. There's well, always that fraction of a percent chance that something bad can happen. Right. Well, let's shut down Star Rock because people fall. Yep. Let's, uh, let's start sh- right there. Good. Right. Good call. I mean, you know, we get a couple of people a year that fall off the cliffs, and you know, it's because people aren't following the rules. And out here, it, it, it's just one of these things where it's just, and it's not an anti-gun agenda. I think it's just the state had a, a what they perceived as a potential business that was causing a risk to its civilians or its its citizens and they were acting on it in the way it knows how which is a very slow arduous expensive process that seems to be stupid yeah exactly well put right so and now they're suffering the 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 worst of it and that's too bad and that, that's all i have to say about that <laughs> i've de- I don't think I have much to add. It's uh, it's going to continue to go on. Uh, hopefully, there will be resolution next week. Whenever this podcast comes out, there probably will right. be more in the news about this because April thirtieth, I believe. April thirtieth, when, when they pushed it off till okay. They, they, when it, when the the trial, I don't know if it's a trial, but the court uh, proceedings Here. will will begin again. All right. Good stuff. So, on that note, this is another related story. It seems like we're doing a lot of DNR stuff. I don't know how we're doing on time, but like we're the, doing emerald, fine. the emerald ash borer stuff. So I don't know if anybody who's lived around uh, Illinois and northern Illinois is familiar with like the regulations about where you can take your firewood, and they don't like firewood to travel from state to state, and that's because of the emerald ash borer. They don't want to infest areas that are already that don't have it yet. <clears throat> so you're not allowed to take your firewood from Illinois and take it up to Wisconsin and vice versa. Right. So. So we here, the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast, are here to educate you, right, on the emerald ash borer, right. And there was a so there was a story in this week's Times paper, the Ottawa paper, about uh, Ottawa actually had people come in and do an evaluation on all their ash trees, and determine, you know, how many of them were infect, infest, infected or infested. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I mean, uh, that you know all the trees that are on city property and what they can do to help them keep them alive if they need to start cutting them down or how many of them are bad uh so the city of ottawa has 925 ash trees of that 108 are said to have moderate infestation while the remainder are said to be free from infestation so this is a good thing but there's some it's really interesting how they're dealing with this problem um you can treat it chemically which uh, did they say in the article it talks about the chemical treatment and the very large cost of it did, but I don't see it saying whether or not that's what they're actually going to do. Is that as for is you know is that a done deal? No, I don't think so. I think just, that's a potential solution. They're just having their options kind of presented yeah, to them. Five hundred thousand dollar solution there. That's yikes. Yeah, just to save some trees. But I mean, I, I like trees. I did. You know what else I thought was interesting? The city of Ottawa has two arborists on staff. 
That's really? Neat. Yeah. I don't know if they're full-time or what their status is, but that's pretty neat. Yeah. It's something that's going to come to a head, meaning as as the infestation spreads. Well, yeah, that's the scary thing with this story is that it says within the next seven to ten years, that's you're going to start seeing things go deteriorate. You know, a lot of these trees, of those remaining trees, the 817 trees that are not affected, well, in seven to ten years, they might be. I think is what actually, what did he say? I think he said, he kind of alluded to that, you know, after 10 years, then, you know, the rest of them might be infested too. Right. And that this is only on public property. So there's, and there are some trees that are in the Ottawa area that are on private property that are infested. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. And if but, it is that they can come in, if you've got one and they can cut it down, even if right. it's on well, your own property. Force you, force you to, Oh, okay. um, so if if you own a house and you have an ash tree in your yard, keep an eye on it. Now it's almost like one of those things where you just take care of it now, but it could it could pose a risk, you know, because those trees become weak. These these uh, ash emerald ash borers like basically snuff out the tree, and it's an invasive species. Uh, they, they assume that it came on shipping containers from Asia. Yes, it is the. Go ahead. It's always going to read off its fancy name, Agrilus. Plenipennis ferramare? I don't know what that is, but it's an exotic beetle. You can recognize it. It is metallic green. It's about half inch long. Neat looking. It is neat looking. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It is pretty cool looking. If you, yeah, the the actual adult bug is not very damaging. They just nibble on the ash foliage. They don't do much. It's the larva. Okay. larvae or whatever when they're in their baby baby mode that's when they kill the trees because they bore through uh, what do they do here they they feed on the inner bark of the ash trees and then they disrupt disrupt the tree's ability to transport water and nutrients so that's what right. kills the tree so yeah it's the babies that kill kill the trees and huh. uh, what, what, yeah, what you else? you can spot it. You can like you see like bark splitting, or like um, basically looks like a worm, like a dig dug worm went went around the tree itself. If you pull back the outer bark, and you can see it's like a serpentine sort of shape. Um, yeah, and you can recognize if uh, a woodpecker they really like to eat the the larva or whatever. Um, am I saying that word right? Larvae, larva. I'm yeah, that's go right. With, I think you're right. Larva. Yeah, larva. Yeah. So if there's like a lot of woodpecker damage to a tree, uh, that's a sign of potential infestation because they like to eat those things. Right. Or if the if you notice in the summer when the the tree should be thick with leaves, the canopy itself is not as thick. That's a sign that the the tree is probably infested. Uh, wow, interesting stuff. Um, what's interesting is you talked about the chemical treatment of this. It, there's actually uh, up in St. Paul, Minnesota. They're actually releasing wasps that feed on the emerald ash borer larvae, uh, larva. <laughs> and part of me, we talked we talked about this before we started recording. Um, the, the it would be the Minnesota Department of Agriculture will release these uh, stingless wasps to to control the emerald ash borer which i thought was an interesting solution but again it's like any other thing you here we're introducing another species to kill a species that was introduced probably accidentally and then it could get into a 
then there's like a overgrowth. Yeah, yeah the, I mean, I think we've seen that here in the Midwest where they've released different insect populations to kill other ones, and then there become this mass of you'll have these summers where there's just like so many of one particular bug. Right, and it could be that could be a good solution. Probably maybe maybe more cost effective way to treat this problem, but. Either way, uh, interesting. Uh, on that on that note, um, speaking, we were we had talked about the towpath, and that, this is another story that I heard, um, and, and I, I just threw the grapevine kind of interesting thought. The towpath between Ottawa and Utica actually has a lot of ash trees on it, and we had already talked about how Star Rock itself and the Department of Natural Resources is running short on money, right? Like they want to charge money to get into the park, they don't have a lot of cash. Well, there's a lot of ash trees along the INM Canal, along the towpath itself. Well, if these trees get infected in that area, the DNR doesn't have the money to treat them, and they don't have the money to cut them down. So there's a good chance that if if those trees start to get infested with with the emerald ash borer, that that towpath could be cut or shut off or shut down because it's unsafe because the trees themselves become weak and could fall or whatever. Um, that's and, crazy. So I mean, maybe maybe the gun range wow. doesn't have it. They don't have any people that they could shoot anyway. <laughs> yeah, the there future. you go. <laughs> but that was just something I had heard, and I, I don't know how, if there's a ton of truth to it or if it's something that people really need to worry about. But I thought it was an interesting sort of uh, take on actually all three stories that we've hit on. And it, it's it's an interesting to the thought, but just one little bug could come in come in and and what did what did you say that the, the city was going to have to spend to? Well, the treatment plan this the it's a million to treat dollars. all the ash trees. Let's see here. It is recommend the graph tree carers providing different options for Ottawa to combat these bugs, ranging from treating all ash trees to removing all ash trees. It is recommending a $538,000 plan that would chemically treat 113 trees. Wow, that's expensive. So, what does that break down to, John? What? 50,000 50, a piece? Oh, making me do math. Oh. 50 times. I can, 50, I can 10, add 5, with my. 5, yeah, right. Yeah, just under 4,700. Yeah, just under, right around five grand a tree. Wow. That's too much. That is too much. I mean, I don't know what they get to cut them down. I damn. also dig trees, but dang. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a lot. Well, and we already talked about ash trees are, uh, I, I believe, what traditionally what baseball bats are made out of. And remember a couple of years ago when all the bats were shattering? Yeah. Well, maybe that's the emerald ash borer. <laughs> I don't think so, but maybe. We'll just say so. I think that was actually the new maple bats that were causing all the trouble, but interesting thought. Uh, so that's the couple. We really were heavy on the, um, the Illinois Department of Natural Resources type stories. Yeah, and, and you know, with that, let's, we're going to be coming up on our break here, so we'll uh, maybe we'll break it out into some non-serious stuff. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, we'll be right back. If I can find the button.
right. Thank you for returning from that musical break. Uh, so yeah, that pretty much does it for the bugs and the all the different natural, the hiking and the bugs and the shooting guns. We have definitely covered the topics today. Yes. So what else we got? Um, well, we had some stuff about the pools, and, and you're going to have to fill me in on this because you said... Uh, oh, this was just a little follow-up. Um, the drain compliance? That, yeah, because um, we did a podcast way back when about the drains and how they were coming, the state was coming in and forcing everybody to suction, change... Suction hazards and whatnot. Yeah, that people are going to get sucked to the bottom of the drain, so they're the making VGB, everybody... The V, the Virginia Graham Baker Act. Yeah, very good. That's <clears> nice. <throat> Is that yeah. off the top of your head, or did you just... No, it is off the top of my head. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, so anyway, uh, there was Streeter. Their pool was shut down for a while and for that reason, and they are now up to the state's code. Also, the Prue YMCA was down for a few weeks for the same reason, but they just are also up to again? code. again? Uh, going way back? This was all within the last six months, I think. Oh, okay. All right. So it's uh, but the streeter pool thing was relatively that was at the beginning of April. So that was recently. Uh, recently. So that's all that was. I didn't have much. It was just a follow up from our since we had talked about that before. And, and uh, I guess on pools, uh, uh, and I'm sure this this had to be an unfortunate thing where he had a medical some kind of medical emergency. A, a, a man drove into the pool pool after crashing through. The senior league fences, right. yeah. Because like where they showed his car in the pool pool, I was like, how did he even get his car there? Yeah, and I went by there. I saw that on Facebook because they were posting pictures immediately, and I went right. and drove by. I wanted to see it, and I, that's well, exactly what I was thinking. I was like, how the heck did he do that? Fulmer's towing had pictures of them pulling the car out and everything like that. I thought that was pretty neat. But he 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 took out. He basically, I think, drove like right down, right through the park. Like, like right 11th, through the main... 11th Street or 10th Street, maybe? Yeah, right around there. He went straight into the park, went right through the Senior League Diamond, went out through left and center field, yeah. out like, through the fence and center field. Into it's not the, even funny. It's not, but it into is. The I mean, it's, I suppose I hadn't heard... It's like a 14-foot pool. <laughs> it's dangerous. He's lucky he didn't get hurt, but it... So since he didn't get hurt, we can laugh. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, he didn't... Yeah, he didn't get hurt. He was okay, <laughs> He did it. So I, you know, whatever happened to him, I don't remember. I think he blacked out or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm just shooting from the hip here. But uh, well, that's happened. We've had a couple incidences in Ottawa where someone drove into the Hardys. Well, which... yeah, and House of Hunan and Peru had someone drive right through it recently. And now, actually, speaking of that, that was another thing. Yeah, and Streeter, I think someone drove through Hardys. It was not. Or something like that. Yeah. Someone drove into a hotel around here recently, too. I mean, this was all last year, I want to say. <clears throat> but the guy who hit the Hardys, like, I don't know if anybody's familiar with Ottawa, but, like, the Hardys is a solid, probably 10 or 12 feet of elevation above, uh, like, the Kroger parking lot that's next to it. And not only that, they have curbs that separate the lanes of traffic. So that dude drove, like, kadunk, kadunk. <laughs> up a hill into the Hardys, like it wasn't like it wasn't like it was just like a downhill, free and clear right into the restaurant. Yeah. Like he 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 hopped some barriers for sure. Same thing with this guy. I mean, plowing through fences like that. 
Oh, that's man. scary business, but it uh, is it, scary. I mean, he's he went straight into the deep end of the pool, and that's a deep pool. That's right. like a ten footer, right, or fourteen feet, or whatever. Right, the, it could the be deep tw- one. So I don't know what it is, but oh boy, so we can laugh. We apologize right. if you that, were related to the man. Who... That that pool is probably never going to be opened again. Yeah, if if there was a positive that came out of that, uh, it did supposedly spark. Uh, talks at the city council meetings about, hey, what are we going to do about this pool? Right. It's you know? been pretty quiet the last year and a half. <laughs> yeah. We we still don't have a plan. Yeah, exactly. And there's, there's nothing that they can do with that to make that right. I no, mean, they just got to tear it down. Right. It's got I mean, to come down. To, to re... Uh, the, and we I think we talked about this, didn't we, a long time ago? Uh, maybe a little we, bit. Like one of our... Probably in our first five or six episodes, I think I probably went on a pretty solid rant about how... How uh, how the city itself could go, you know, the, the pool it's, was 40 years old or 50, 60 years old or whatever it is, how they could just think that it was going to last forever and never have a plan to right. replace yeah. it or, or maintain it. It's just, to me, I, I'm just saying, it's it's like buying a truck and then being like, well, good thing this truck is going to last me forever. So <laughs> I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Right. You know, just, hey. As long as it lasts forever, we're good. And then when it breaks down, being like, well, what do we do now? We ain't got no money. Well, <laughs> it's yeah. too bad, too, because they, they missed the chance. There was like a federal uh, or state right. grant that would have really helped out like and they 80%, wanna, 85%. They didn't, wanna, they didn't even want to pay the money. Well, here's the thing. wasn't it, They didn't want to pay the money to apply for the grant. And they, they were scared that they wouldn't be able to come up with the funds to cover the whatever 15 or 20% that they would have had to cover on their end. I, th- I believe was the hang up. Yeah, I think so. If right. they needed to come up with like two million bucks to pay to probably to demolish the old pool and build a new one, it, of the eight or ten million dollars, it's probably going to cost for them to do this. Maybe that's a way high number, but I'm pretty sure that was the hang up. They were like, "We ain't paying no fifteen hundred bucks to apply for this grant <laughs> or whatever it was." I don't remember what the numbers. Are. Yeah, I think it was more than that, but still. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, but they're going to give you. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> They're going to just give you the – nope, they didn't want to hear it. They'd rather have people <laughs> running around like idiots trying to raise money for some pool oh, that's yeah. going to happen. You know, oh, I, I do I do like those pool. things they do because they're like family-oriented, but right. uh, they I'm can't for, be making any more than like $500 a crap. Yeah, I'm all for civic action, but the, the best-case scenario is that we get like a 24-foot above-ground pool for the city. Yeah. By the end of the summer, you know, for four grand. No. I don't, hey, I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, I branched a lot tonight. Yeah, what's what's your deal? That's good. Get it out of your system so you're clean, you're fresh for right. your big day on Saturday. You got no stress whatsoever. Oh, and I actually have a little bit of work to do after this. We have to pick our um, entry song for the. Wedding. I know. I've been trying to. I gave you a couple ideas, but that that didn't work. So. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Good luck. I don't know what else. Speaking we got of music, have. actually, we have on our website now uh, the Spotify player. I added that to our website. Really? Are we on Spotify? Or you can? No, no, uh, it, no. It's just that's music only. So uh, if you go to our site at uh, the bottom left corner, there's the Spotify player. They just came out with it like a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So I threw that on our site, and so you can hear some nice Harry Belafonte. Music. If, oh yeah, so. that's cool. Now the kicker is 
if you don't have Spotify installed on your computer, it's not going to work. Oh, it's going to okay. give you a message saying, oh, well, please try, you know, Spotify. install the program on your computer, which honestly, it's free. So if you use iTunes now, I, I, we've talked about it at length. Spotify rocks, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you don't want to use it, don't use it. But if you feel like installing a new program, go for it because it's pretty freaking awesome. So. Cool. I, uh, what's my little say, Spotify Harry plug? Okay, I know I've heard of him, but oh, that's the song from uh, Beetlejuice. You know the oh. shake, 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 Senora, shake okay. your body. You know, right, right. Okay, cool. Yeah, he looks like a younger fella, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I put that song on there. I think who knows? You must have been in a weird mood. Oh, you know why? It's because we were playing Just Dance, and that's oh, okay. That's right. Why. Yeah, neat. So, uh, so here's the part of the show where we uh, we do our usual stuff. I think we're are we at that point yet? I think we definitely are. We're at that point. We have covered all of our topics. I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. Do you yes. have any? Let's see. I've got a whole crap load of like apps and stuff I can talk about, but I don't want to go bore too, people too much. Too deep with that. Um, you got any podcasts I, I, you want to I, shout out to? <clears throat> uh, the only thing I, I really enjoyed last week's uh, This American Life, so that would be the one from, I don't know, like March 14th or something like that. I don't know what day it would have been. But they had a new, there's a podcast on APM, American Public Media, called The Truth, which is more like a dramatic or fictional storytelling podcast. They can be anywhere from 10 to 20, maybe 30 minutes. Um, I've only listened to a couple. But they're super intriguing. Um, you, you know how I always talk up. Um, I talk up this American Life, and I really like Radio Lab. It's you know Radio Lab. You you kind of your knock on it, and and it, it's it's just for your personal taste. Is that it almost seems like they overproduce. Um, yeah, so that, it takes that. it takes away from the actual uh, topic or the right. the the subject matter. This one, the overproduction suits it because it fits the story because it's fiction. And they're super neat stories, and they're really kind of weird plays on technology and, and inner inner um, interactions between types of people and couples, and you know, men and women, and old and young, and all kinds of neat little plays on just things that people go through in their life. And I I, I listen to a couple of them, and I find them to be super entertaining and and a really neat. Like a, it's almost like okay, now this is where the genre of podcasting is going. Like it, it's a, it harkens back a little bit to old timey radio, That's but cool. with a, uh, with new technology in play. The podcast is called The Truth, and um, I dig it and recommend it. It's it's super entertaining, and and it's it's just something different. That and I'm not even a fiction guy. If you look at the books I read and listen to, I don't like fiction but i dig this podcast so something to check out what do you got john for podcasts i um not a lot i mean since we talked about them at the beginning of the show i could recommend uh, words from nerds their episode 154 was pretty good i mean they talked about some fun things that i enjoyed kind of prompted me to actually comment on their page how, they were how, how often or how frequent are their episodes they, uh, i think they go once a week Okay. So this is the show from the beginning. It's Wednesday, April 11th mm-hmm. when they did this show. But it was kind of cool because they talked about uh, the founder of the Commodore PC 
passed away. So then they started kind of talking about Commodore stuff, which to me was funny because my brother had the Commodore 64. So, and I always... My grandpa had one. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I remember playing uh, Choplifter. And, oh, uh, yeah. There was uh, a lot of cool games on that thing. Barbie. There was a Barbie game, and then there was um, a Space my Invaders. My favorite and, was Bruce Lee. See, I never, I didn't see Bruce Lee. Oh, but, that was such a cool game. Uh, Choplifter. Is that yeah. one of them? You just Chopl- have to go get the sorties or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Really good one. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, so the, uh, then they talked about, uh, well, the... This is kind of like a lead-in with the app stuff, how Facebook bought Instagram. That was kind of the hot news of that week. Frogger. Um, Frogger, I remember Frogger. Frogger. Frogger was Atari, though, wasn't it? No, that was... Oh, I mean, I played it on the Commodore, sorry. Yeah, it was probably cross-platform there. Yeah. Hold on a second here. Yeah, so I guess that would be my my show to talk about this week. That's all I got, though. All right. Um, oh, wait, I got one more, seeing as how we're doing podcasts. Um you made it weird with Pete Holmes. He's a Chicago comedian who I enjoy. Uh, I, I think he's a pretty funny guy, but he's done some pretty good interviews. If you go back to March seventh, the interview with Greg Fitzsimmons is really funny. He's another comedian, and then the he did an interview with um, Hannibal Burris. He's a up and coming co- comedian from Chicago. Super funny. Just kind of, he's a, his, the, you made it weird, meaning like he asks weird questions and he purposely makes it awkward. Like he asks questions you should not ask people, like shouldn't ask, like shouldn't <laughs> say, but he does it and it's because he knows he shouldn't and he has the podcast to do it with and it, it's pretty <laughs> nice. Yeah, it, it definitely entertaining, yeah. but there's a couple of them that, I mean, just have really cracked me up so there's definitely some back episodes that i need to go back and listen to and like the ones that i listened to just recently were from march and february so i'm definitely gonna go back and listen to some of the other ones and and it might become part of my regular rotation what we will see so on a completely unrelated note and this has happened at least three times that i can think of during the recording of our show we lost a Facebook like. Really? As because I because a lot of times when we record, I I post on Facebook that we're recording, mm-hmm. and it, for whatever reason, <laughs> that be, people must see that like, screw these guys. I can't, you know? can't believe they just posted like, that. <laughs> F you, man! Not liking you. Oh wow! So yeah, so whoever that person is, did that happen tonight? Yeah, like I just saw it. Nice happen. Good for us. So whoever you are. We want them anyway. Yeah, that's right. Well, they aren't going to hear it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't you be coming back. Yeah. You were welcome here anyway. Don't let the right. door hit you on the way out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh we, We've also actually decided that, like, if we... we I mean, Facebook's here to stay, right? I mean, we assume. Yeah, we use Facebook but, because we have to. Right, but we're actually uh, shifted gears and actually trying to be more Twitter friendly and 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 whatnot. Because to, fly, out, to be flat out honest, so you can we can interact and do more with Twitter than we can on Facebook. I yeah, think. it's got a. It's to me the. It, it's not as invasive. The environment. Yeah, it's not as invasive. The the environment. It's like this li- weird little social bubble. That you just—I don't know—it's different. It feels more friendly, even though it can be 
some goofy comments that are made. I don't know. On I like Twitter, it. Yeah, microblogging, I guess, is. I, I like it. I, that's I, a good I, term, yeah. Well, that's what Jay Repsol used. So. Yeah. Oh, and uh, good transition. Speaking of Twitter, I'm on a Twitter app search right I see, now. I don't understand why you don't just go with the traditional, like, their app. Because <laughs> I just, I'm difficult. Why? You could switch between uh, well, accounts. You, okay, you have so your you list. definitely got that. Well, there. you know what? I can't say... I never downloaded the Twitter app because once upon a time I read that if you download the Twitter app, you can't uninstall it. Well, my, my and, phone came with it, I think. Yeah, well, then you're, you're set. So, so I couldn't uninstall it anyway, so I didn't have that. Yeah, but that, I don't know. That bothered me that I couldn't because there are apps on my phone that I can't uninstall, and it pisses me off. And right. so I knowing that, I just purposely didn't download it. Okay. And from what I've read, a lot of the third-party apps – for Twitter, you know, Twitter client ads, apps will offer different features that the Twitter home app doesn't offer. So, okay. so I what I did was like early on, I started using this app called Tweedroid, which got bought out by this other company, which so it became Uber Social. Well, then within the last two months, they decided to upgrade their interface, which as a result completely screwed up the, the whole thing. Really? And I gave them a chance. I, I, I gave them a couple updates. two weeks. I gave them a couple updates to get it figured out, and they didn't figure it out. And I was like, okay, that's enough. So I've been trying multiple third-party Twitter apps. I've tried Twicka, T-W-I-C-C-A. I've tried Plume, P-W-L-U, wait, P-L, no, P-L-U-M-E. And I'm currently trying out Seismic. Uh, so far, Twitter, Twicka is awesome. The only drawback it has is you cannot manage multiple accounts, which they're working on now. And if they figure that out, that is like the, the killer Twitter app. Because right. it, I'll show it to you sometime. It's nice. It's really nice. I take the regular one, but hey. <laughs> I know, I know. So I, I'll be, the, I'm the difficult no, one I, on this. Uh, actually, your reasoning, it makes, that's like, sounds like something I would do. Like, I, so I'm, I'm with you on that. So, so yeah, if you don't have multiple Twitter accounts, I highly recommend Twicka. Is that uh, Android and Apple? Oh, I don't it's know. Probably, it could be just Android. It's definitely Android, and I have a feeling it's only Android. Okay, that makes sense. So we apologize, uh, iPhone people. But for those iPhone people, I, I did come prepared. I, I uh, There are some new games out on the iPhone market this week. For our gamers out there who like the old school uh like street fighter games there is a marvel versus capcom 2 fighter game on the iphone coming out this week cool and there's another one called dummy defense dummy defense that's a free one it's a physics puzzler game so those are my two since we're always talking or at least i'm always talking to android dummy defense and Marvel vs. Capcom 2 for iOS platform, iPad, iPhone. That's all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't have any other... I don't play games on my phone. Uh, just Twitter. I do just because my, uh, my kids, I'm constantly... Which, yeah, oh, speaking, you know, once again, Android. Uh, Temple Run, previously only available on the iPhone, is now available on the Android. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you you were really excited when Android got the Instagram app. 
Very, yes, I love that program. So, and it's, speaking of Instagram, people, if you're looking for someone cool to follow, it's Adam Camphouse. I don't know what his Instagram name is. Uh, let me look his Twitter handle up. But like his, uh, when he tweets yeah. pictures, he's a tattoo artist. When he tweets the pictures of his his tats, like it's just really neat they're, to see him come together. And they're neat, yeah. Like he's doing, like he's doing one right now of like a full body, full back tattoo, and he's been posting it as it's coming along. And it's just like you said, it's neat to see how it's progressing. Yeah, and it, it, it's huh. just it, he he's all over the Instagram stuff. So you know. Instagram, if you follow techie stuff, has been being talked about like even non-techie yeah. stuff. It's like been all over the place. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know about Instagram by now, well, you should. Right. So uh, as an alternative, though, uh, for editing, and again, I think this is on Apple or iPhone. Uh, it's called Pixlr. I, I talked about it before for the computer. Mm-hmm. That's how I made our that black and white image that's on our Facebook page. They have an app, Pixlr-O-Matic. So I, I, that's another recommendation. So I'm going to quit with, I mean, I could go on and on with apps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should save some. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got like for Instagram, he has, uh, 335 followers on Instagram and he only has 47 or 43 followers on Twitter. So Why does that I don't know. Out? He must have been, he's been using Instagram for a while or something. Well, one thing Maybe. that's cool about Instagram is the way you can find people. Okay. It allows you to search your phone contacts, your Facebook contacts, and your Twitter contacts. Like it's, it reaches out to all platforms, okay. which is unique. Yeah. Either way, like it, I, it's very impressive. He's just at Adam Camphouse on Twitter. So if you're a fan of tattoos or anything like that, like just you know, and every maybe a couple times a week you get the tweets, and then you can check out the Instagram stuff or whatever. And I don't know, I haven't. I actually, I'm I'm behind because I haven't actually downloaded um, Instagram yet, so I'll have to get into that. Yeah, come on. <clears throat> I'm sorry, man. I'm behind the times, but we'll see. I, I don't. Right. I'm not a big picture guy, so I don't have anything yeah, to okay. Instagram, so. <laughs> that's okay <laughs> on that note I don't really have anything on that else note, yeah that's going to be about it I'm looking through our Facebook thing to see if there's anything interesting to say we're up to 117 likes we were at the beginning of the show up to 118 but that's maybe if we changed. record again next week we'll be to 116 that'd be nice <laughs> yeah right <laughs> oh man uh. And Twitter, we're doing pretty good. I don't remember. Awkward we're up laughter. to like 56 or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, so I appreciate that. I always that. thought it was so weird that I, I somehow like rallied more followers, random followers on, on my account than the Ivy Pod account. But, and I was kind of honestly waiting for the day where the Ivy Pod account passed me because it's got to happen. I don't tweet really. So I don't know. I just follow it closely. We'll get there. Yeah. It's got to happen. So. It's going to be like an explosion where everybody's like, i got to listen to Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. We're up to 53. so And we could do well, like the lame thing where we follow like 500 people one week. And then they yeah, I don't want to. I mean, there's just, there's strategies there. That's lame. Um, I, uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't, yeah, I don't like to do that. There's, you can do that a little bit. You know, there's tact tactful ways to do that right and there's also what the uh you know like the porno people do where they just start following everybody they can 
Yeah, you gotta I, watch out for them. And sometimes I, I guess maybe I'm, I'm a idiot because I actually like follow all those people right back. But sometimes they actually have some decent stuff to say. So, what like the strippers? No, no, never the never the the, the Twitter sluts. I don't follow them ty- ty- typically. But um, like there's like news agglomerator types and stuff like that that I'll. Oh yeah, no, no. I was talking about you got to watch out for like the, the the bots or whatever the strip the bots and the, the or bots. just the the girls who are looking for uh, clients. Yeah, no. Oh, either well, one. I haven't seen any of them though. Curious <laughs> They're out there. about that. I usually block them. Oh yeah, I there. well yeah, I do the same. I I block and report. So. Yep. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I guess that's that's about it. Um, Let's wrap this B up. We are IV Pod on Facebook, IV Podcast on the Twitter, the Tweeter, um, Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast on Google Plus. Which, if you're not on Google Plus, you should be on Google Plus because Google is recently going to start changing their search algorithms to include more social media. And since Facebook is a competitor, it's going to be more on Twitter and Google Plus. That's my. I got the inside scoop on that from some credible sources. So, um, yeah, okay. Google Plus, Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast, and our email is mail at ivypod.com. Hey, one last note: It looks like I'm going to go ahead and take this year's fantasy basketball championship. That can, you got it. Oh, we'll see though. There's congrats. I, it would have to be like a horrible tragedy would have to go down right now, but it looks like I'm going to hang on, and it looked pretty grim as of last weekend. But yeah, that's that's it. I, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> All right. Game over. <laughs> we thank you. Yep. Goodbye. Bye. Which is a very slow, arduous, expensive process that seems to be stupid.